The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memories of Budgie's Burke Shelley and Revenant's Will Corcoran. Active Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a half-century in the making episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 686, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Fuck. Aaron. Man! I can't say my own name tonight. (laughs) But, dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult. Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Head out there, subscribe, because when you subscribe, you don't just not run out of coffee, right? That's obviously the big, like, like the big bonus, right? Every month, coffee at your doorstep. Nobody has to die that day, right? That's but right. not only do you get that wonderful benefit, but you'll get not one, but two great bands every month, because... The folks at True Cult Coffee don't just go for something that looks metal. They just don't try to sound metal. They ju- don't just try to partner with some metal people and look hard. Yeah, we're intense coffee. No, these guys are metal. They live it. They breathe it. They are part of the community. They are giving back to their local metal community. They are just fine, fine people. And they curate bands and music for you every month. Because that's the kind of stand-up metal folks that they are. So, True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee dot com. Possess yourself a cup today. Now, mm-hmm. dear Snowman, before we get it too much further into the show, um, I need to bring something up. Because I was Uh-oh. curious, right? Because it's going to possibly snow here. Like, well, somewhere in this state, um, they were talking it might snow here, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm like, wow, it's getting kind of cold here. How cold is it in Winnipeg in temperature? I understand. Um, so, in, oh, uh, can I just click this little button? Maybe. Here, oh, look at that. <laughs> no, okay. don't, don't hit the red button. No, 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 check this out. So, it is negative uh, six degrees Fahrenheit, right, where you are right now. Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, in temperature you're used to, negative 21. 
Yeah. So negative six there. It's negative 42, or I'm sorry, it's 42 degrees Fahrenheit here. So we are almost uh, 40, well, I guess we are 48 degrees warmer than you are. 48 degrees. Wow. Think about that swing listers. Think about walking <laughs> out and it's 98 and then, um, you know, the next day it's 58. Think about what that would feel like, right? So that's the difference that we have here. And I started thinking about that and I started realizing that you're Mr. White Christmas. You're Mr. Cool. You're Mr. Tim Below. <laughs> <laughs> right okay. i just kept thinking about like the whole like you know miss snow snow miser you know i'm mr snow miser i'm okay. mr fun you know um uh but i sir would be um i'm mr green christmas i'm mr sun i'm mr heat blister i'm mr 101 so I just had to get that out there because, you know, we keep talking about um, things that are 50 years old this year and Rankin Bass has to be up there. Um, you you do know what I'm talking about, right? Have you seen that Christmas special? Uh, I'm not. What? No, no. <gasps> that didn't make it to Canada in no. like however many years? I'm sure it might have, but what, what's it called again? So that was the year without a Santa Claus. You don't remember that one? I'm pretty sure it was a year without a Santa Claus, but no, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay, well, what about um, Santa Claus coming to town with the Burger Meister Meister Burger? <laughs> Dude, for real? No, no, the Burger Maestro Maestro Burger. I did no. this entire joke that you have no context no, of. This is great. Oh my goodness. So here's the best part. Cause you know, we're an international podcast. That means right now only the American listeners know what I'm talking about. Everybody else is like, what the hell is happening right now? Uh -huh. oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Really? Like I, man, I'm just, I'm struggling with this. I can't believe it here. So, um, Santa Claus is coming to town would have been, I said, he gives a 10 year release date. That just doesn't feel right. But, wow. And there were even some Japanese studios in here, too. Like, really? I just can't believe that you're not aware of these. Oh, you know what? Maybe man. they are here. I just, over the years, it's just I haven't haven't connected. Okay. Me. This this will be our goal for this Christmas. Like, this is not metal at all, but it's quality entertainment. And we will do a watch along for Santa Claus is coming to town. Have you at least seen the Rudolph the Reindeer's Red Nosed Reindeer with oh, the stop motion? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same film bought, company. We, we bought the uh, the soundtrack to it. Okay. Well, so it's, same film company, Rankin Bass, right? But they do um, Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph Shiny New Year, uh, the Year Without a Santa Claus, all that stuff. Okay. All right. No. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I feel just like can't. I've disappointed you. <laughs> I, I just, wow. Wow. Just, uh, man, this is that, like, this is probably the core of my childhood. Cause again, we got three stations growing up, you know, in the middle of uh -huh. nowhere. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah. This is the one thing I could always get. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, man, all right. Well, I guess moving on. I, moving I on. Nothing. That joke just totally <laughs> fell flat. That's not my best works. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, I guess that's that kind of falls on me. Before we start off and running with our mandatory metal segment for True Cavalt Coffee, a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning here. First of all. We want to say horns up, hello, and happy birthday to Special K1 Crystal Vandalism. She is that Winnipeg model that you, you'll recall. I guess it's been a couple of years now. We had her on just talking as an independent model, but also a metalhead, and just doing what she does as a hard music fan and all that. Well... Another year around the sun. She turns another year today. Happy birthday, my friend. Let's uh, get together just as soon as we can. And as well, the Radioactive Metal Extended family has uh, grown by leaps and bounds here in the past little while. First of all, we want to say horns up and congratulations to our good buddy, Mr. Corey Thomas. Him, of course, he of on this show, he of Ninja Cat fame, the the promotional, the the uh, promo production that brings in all the shows that I volunteer with and help out in all that I can. Him and his significant better Veronica had another little one welcomed Elliot into worlds. Yeah, yeah, that was really exciting. Everyone here in the Winnipeg metal scene is really excited for them congratulations we can't wait to see the little guy as well i was a little negligent in mentioning this but i guess no no but I guess when was it it was in december so it's it hasn't been too long it hasn't even been a month but radioactive metal alum vanessa hex and her hubby simon welcomed trevor into the world back in uh, back in December. So congratulations to Vanessa as well. You know she keeps everyone up to date on Facebook with lots of pictures, and I love that. You know when when friends have kids, you know you always get flooded with pictures, and that keeps everyone up to date on everything. So congratulations, and that is absolutely fantastic yeah yeah i love i love it when people have kids you know or they have dogs okay because i can go and visit the kids spoil the kids <laughs> and all that spoil the dog get the dog all all wound up and all that and then i go home to my quiet clean house <laughs> after after i've filled the kid full of sugar and now mom and dad have to deal with it and all that. And then I go home because <sighs> that's I'm cool. Uncle Snowy, that's my job now. You kill me, dude. Yeah, yeah, because I have to kind of remind myself uh, this year, since we're talking about anniversaries this year, little Snowy, my little girl turns 30 soon. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like I had to double check. Something is like holy jeez, that's uh, that's quite a milestone. Uh, wow. So, 
yeah, yeah. So congratulations to all of our friends. Happy birthday once again. And with that, unfortunately, at the top of the hop, you, we um, it was our first dedications of the year. Unfortunately, this past week, we lost two, two rather influential figures in the metal world, both in their own little way. Uh, uh, Budgie veteran Burke Shelley pa- passed away. And of course, um, Budgie goes back to the early 70s. Yeah. We're going to be talking about 72 as well. Their their album Squawk, which was perfect, you know, <laughs> for a band called Budgie. Okay, they um, that's when they were starting out and all that and they they just kind of kept kept going and all the way up till i think their last record was 2006 you're all living in cuckoo land which i thought that's a <laughs> that that's an awesome time and it's that's an awesome title and it's actually a really killer record too as well it's just one of those bands you know the the influence was there but as they got older, you know, they they drew less less and less attention, I'm sure. And I, I hate to just throw it out there because Budgie, you know, had their own their own following and their own legacy, but I'm sure a lot of the young listeners will pro- have probably first discovered Budgie from uh Metallica redoing Bread Fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where did you first hear Bread Fan? Now that I'm thinking about it, because I kind of had a unique experience with it. Do you recall how you first heard it? So I believe Bread Fan was, um, I believe the first time I heard Bread Fan was on a jukebox at the local sandwich shop pool hall. Oh man, what was it called? Oh, really? Wow. Oh, what am I going to call? It was literally right across from the school. Like you could walk across our school to this pool hall and everybody did because they had a cigarette machine. So all the underage kids could get their cigarettes there at the cigarette machine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause there was no ID for that. And oh my God, what the hell is that place called? Okay. I'll be texting people during this cause now I can remember. <laughs> but, um, I remember going there with the girl I was dating at the time. Um, cause I honestly, I didn't hang out those kind of places. Like, like I, I mean, I love metal music. I had long hair. I was playing that sort of stuff. But like, I really didn't frequent, you know, the the stereotypical places that somebody who listened to metal would. And so we were there, and um, that somebody had that on the jukebox there. Ah, yeah. But interesting. interesting. I was going to ask. Um, Oh, pardon me, guys. I've been drinking. I got Trooper beer tonight. <laughs> but um, oh, I, I am so scatterbrained. Five ninety eight EP. Metallica. Um, wasn't there a budgie track on the five ninety eight EP? Isn't it either Isn't, Crash Course in Brain Surgery? It's it's Crash Course. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if it was Crash Course or if it was the Small Hours or the Wait, one of those two. Yeah, no, there we go. Was, so yeah, Crash Course. So that's that course. was my first introduction to Budgie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first time that I heard B- Bread Fan was the B side of the uh, 
the one cassette single. Yeah, and you know what? And that's probably why it was on the jukebox because the I'm jukebox sure, yeah. had the A, A side, B side, and A side, B side. Yeah, yeah, and that is more than likely why we were playing it. And you know, while everybody loved one, um, everybody was also always starved for new Metallica, especially when they were doing a cover. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Budgie is like one of those bands, like free, reading the magazines and following the scene and all that. Like, I kind of knew who they were and had some idea, but you can't listen to everyone. And that was just kind of one of those bands that kind of slipped through the cracks up until that point and all that. I hate to be that guy, but yeah, it was Metallica that first introduced me to Budgie. It was a little bit different with uh, Will Corcoran, the drummer of um, Revenant. Revenant was a really cool death metal band that during that whole death metal explosion of the you know 90 91 92 and century media new and was signing a bunch of bands road racer which was the imprint of roadrunner they were signing a bunch of bands and nuclear blast which is now this huge mega label now Although we still don't consider Nuclear Blast a major label. They're still a pretty big indie and all that. But when they first started back then, um, yeah, they were just the little label that could. And one of those bands that was throwing the coal into the train engine was Revenant. So, yeah, yeah, very influential and unfortunately, like we said at the top of the hop, we lost drummer Will Corcoran this week. So, of course, Radioactive Metal extends our condolences to the friends, family, and fans of those amazing artists uh, gone gone too soon. Thank you for your music. So what we're going to do in tonight's mandatory metal segment for True Cobalt Coffee. Hang on, let, let me pause you right there so, so I don't interrupt like a, a great intro here. But the pool hall was called Muckles. 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 M-U-C-K-L-E-S. <laughs> Muckles. Right I, I'm like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like, what the hell is this place called? I just texted one of my buddies that I've like literally known since third grade. I'm like, dude, what was that place called? And right right away, he's like, Muckles. Because he hung out there a lot because his grandparents lived behind that place. So he would like head there and then walk to his grandparents. You know, so, right yeah. On. So Muckles. Right there we go. Whew. All right. Every, every every song truly does tell a story. It really does, man. Like I I I can remember and you know you know something I remember? Um I just remember walking in because I I don't smoke and that's literally why everybody went there. Um and like I walk in uh and everybody's just glaring at me. Like literally even the old people who own the place behind the counter are glaring at me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I am not the worst person here. What is going yeah. on? You know, so yeah. Right on, right on. Well, anyway, mandatory metal. For mandatory metal, yes, we're going to drop a track from The Mighty Revenant. Earlier this year, Extreme Music re released two of their EPs from way back in the day on 10 inch. Vinyl. One of those EPs was the Distant Eyes single. So once again, 
in honor of our fallen brethren for true cobalt coffee and our mandatory metal this is revenant with distant eyes <laughs> Die! 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, bro, what's going on? All right. Well, so I got to sync my notebook because, you know, I forgot as usual. <clears throat> but um, so here's what I've been up to. So for starters, I, for whatever reason, went through the Danzig catalog um, oh. recently here. Um, one, Glenn Danzig is 66. Holy shit, really? That's only 16 years older than us, but it makes me feel really old to know that Glenn Danzig <laughs> is 66. However, mm-hmm. it's also really exciting to say that Glenn Danzig is not your typical 66-year-old. So, there's that. But man... Do that first Danzig album in like '88, just you know, self-titled, mm-hmm. with the um, Twisted Cane. Like what? Oh, that album. song is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic, and just and it's Danzig's voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like his his voice is just killer, and that, man, just I couldn't even tell you what he's saying, but just the way that he says it with like the the guitar squeal, it's like whoa, and um. <clears throat> It was interesting how the albums kind of got progressively lighter <laughs> or softer. You know, like the the first two were definitely burners. Was the third one the uh, the Geiger cover? How the Gods Kill was that it? Uh yes. Okay, so yeah. that one that one was still okay. Like then Danzig Four. Um, that's the one where they had like can't speak. And he was kind of getting experimental. Like, I, I like that record. There was a lot softer, mellower tracks on there. And then it just kind of kept getting that way until, like, the last, like, so then what? I think that there's nothing until somewhere in the early 2000s. Like, after 95 or 96, there's nothing, right? And then right. he just picks up, like, in 2015, somewhere there. And what was fun, have you listened to Danzig Sings Elvis? 
No, and it's probably something that I should have. Everybody should, right? Because one, he's not seeing any Elvis songs you've ever heard. Okay. Right? That's the best part. You know, so it's not like he's doing jailhouse rock and you know everything else you're used to hearing Elvis sing. He's doing the most obscure Elvis tracks I've ever heard in my life. Um, ex- except for the were um, the only one that you'll probably like that everyone will recognize will be um, "Always on My Mind" that Willie Nelson covered. You know, but right. honestly, I never associate that with Elvis. I always associate that with Willie Nelson. You know. Yeah, because that kind of came along when we were around that age. Yeah. You know, so um, it's it's fantastic. And the best part about like the last two or three dancing albums is you can tell it's just like him calling up. Hey, what what are you doing right now? Want to come over? I got an idea. And they're just sitting down in the studio fucking around. And if they like it, they put it out. (laughs) And and I I love that. Like, I, I love that this dude is, you know. Well, arguably up there with Halford is one of the most metal front men ever, right? Like, like oh, definitely. He, you know, like Halford, him, Rollins, um, th- those are three that are just like insane, intense front men. Like, I'd, I'd even put like um, uh, Chris Cornell up there, right? Those, those front men that, that can just... Is, whether or not they've got the voice to pack it up, because you know Henry Henry will be the first to tell you, you know he's not really a singer, but you know, like Danzig, Halford, and Cornell, they they are like lions. They're just going for those notes, right? And they're just uh-huh. great, great aggressive singers. But so you got this guy who just could really rest on his laurels and. He doesn't give a shit about fan service. He's like, ah, nah, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to sing Elvis is what we're doing. And I'm not even going to sing Elvis you know. I'm going to sing Elvis I like. And that's I that's the cool that. part. Yeah. yeah. Don't do not do the tried and true. Don't 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 walk down the safe safe path. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, but, that, but that's what's been fun about dancing. And then as I went down that hole, right, like, like the rabbit hole just kind of chasing all the stuff. Dude, I didn't realize how musically talented Danzig was. I just, I, I really only knew that very dark, menacing persona that he has, and I just thought he was a frontman, you know. And and because in the era that I grew up in, if you had somebody who wasn't playing an instrument on stage, they were the singer and made everybody else do everything, you know, because right. <laughs> that's what I grew up with. And um, no, like like he, you know, I had no idea that he really started the Misfits. He was playing a lot of the instruments. He plays piano. He plays guitar. It's like, holy shit. I, I had no idea. So I got a totally new respect for Danzig. Uh, absolutely love the catalog, right? Like it's, it's just really, really good stuff. So that was a fun journey. And then... Um, for someday when we need a topic, I want to discuss what is metal and how do we categorize metal, right? Because have you heard of a band called All Them Witches? All Them Witches. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to go through my quick philodex of uh, witches. Well, yeah, band there's like witches. 50 bands with which something, <laughs> witches, in it, right? In the, but, but all of them. Yeah, yeah, all them witches. Okay. No. I I would call it 
doomy, but it's like doomy with melodic, softer vocals, but not like whiny vocals, right? And that that's because I mean it's it's heavy as hell, like heavy as hell. And um, in 2020, they put out an album, and that's what I was listening to. Hang on, I better find the name of the album. I for obviously I forgot to um, write that down. But um, I got this notification that they were touring through here, right? They're 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 coming here, and I'm like, really? All them witches? I'm like, why do I know that? Oh yeah, nothing as the ideal. It was released September 4th, 2020. So towards the end of 2020. Um, but they're going to be touring Charleston, um, as is like I I told you uh, via um, our chat, Megadeth is coming here. Uh huh. Yeah, which we're not getting them, dude. Nobody comes here. However, my state is staying open when other states are like somebody sneezes and they shut the whole state down for a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, really, I just sniffed some cayenne pepper. Nope, we can't take chances. And I get it. I'm not trying to make light anybody, but um, my state's like, um, no, really, like, just go get a test. You know, oh, it's hot sauce. Okay, it's hot sauce. It's hot sauce, everybody. We're okay, you know? <laughs> Right. Um, they're they're a little, a little little more relaxed about stuff, but so because I I really think because my state's staying open, everybody's coming here now. You motherfuckers, I want you to remember this when other states are open in other years, and remember that we're treating you well. Where you had no one else to go, you could come here, mm-hmm. come back, um. But anyway, so all them witches, I gave that album I'm like, man, how did I miss? Well, I know how I missed in 2020. I missed most of the albums in 2020 because like it was a blur. But um, great album. And so if I can, I th- I'm going to try and go see them. And um, <clears throat> speaking of like tour announcements, because like Megadeth's coming here in May. I'm like, okay. You know, and tickets are on sale now. But tickets are also on sale today as we're recording this, uh, January 14th. For Wasp and Armored Sate. I saw that. I saw that. And it's like, holy shit, that really takes me back. Didn't those, didn't Wasp and Armored Saint, a very young Wasp, a very young Armored Saint, didn't they tour together in like 84 oh, with sure a very young Metallica as yeah. well? Yeah, it, it was like a flashback Friday seeing this. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to kind of make fun of them here because... Um, they're announcing the tour dates for October. That's when the tour starts, October 2022. I feel like you're jumping the gun a little bit. It's a little, yeah. Especially with the way everything's going on. I mean, by October 2022, how do you know we're not all going to be like living underground, mutated? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Well, something to look forward to. I I know, right? It could be the zombie apocalypse by October 2022. But that's going on. And then, I don't even know how I found this band, but have you heard of a band called Envy of None? Envy of None. Yeah. There's one of those verb-the-noun band again. Yes. Envy of None. No. So, the new single, let's see, it's called Liar, and it's like real trippy, it's good, it's modern, it's, I wouldn't call it metal, but it's definitely like a modern rock, but still kind of trippy. And it's Alex Lifeson's new band. Oh, yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. I saw that earlier this week. Dude. Yeah, that's been, 
making the rounds on Facebook. Yes. I, I was like, what is this? And then, of course, so I, down that rabbit hole, I didn't realize that Rush essentially was Alex's band. Like, Alex started Rush, and Getty came in, and Neil came in. And once mm. those two came in, like, that's literally... Because when you think Rush, you think Getty Lee. You don't think Alex Lyson. I don't. You know? Uh, well... I, I, okay, it's different here in Canada because Rush Fair. is like Beatles, you know. Okay. Like, so like all all the all three members of Rush are kind of on the same pedestal of, up here. Okay, in in down here we know um, Neil and Getty, and then there's a guitar player with blonde hair. Right, hammer. right. Well, Getty Lee has that unique voice. No one sounds like Getty. Like no. no one. And nobody no. looks like Getty. I mean, well, <laughs> no. no, you know what? Um, Kanish. You remember like uh, the puppet Kanish that was like the, the mop with the light bulb nose? Like it kind of has that kind of vibe, you know, <laughs> or Janice from the Muppets, like a little bit of Janice going on too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, you had that. So I'm like, wow. And so then I'm like, oh, I've got this new respect for Alex. And I, I love the fact that like, because Getty's kind of called it quits. Right. You know, I mean, I don't know what he's doing, but I love that Alex is like not only creating music, but it doesn't sound dated. Like in the least, I'm like, whoa, I would have never expected this from somebody who hey, you know, has been playing music the last 40, 50 years, you know, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. pretty good stuff here. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's that. And then, um, oh, you want me to talk about the song I want to play or we'll talk about that before we go into the break or whatever. Sure. Which one? I can't no, think yeah, of choice. Okay. You're killing me. Talk, talk. All right, so talk. I want to play a song as, as we go into the break here today. Um, and I had it up and I already lost it because I want to be able to talk about it. But it is called Ecryptus. It's the band. Ecryptus is the band. The album, it's an EP, four or five songs. I bought it today on Bandcamp. Um, Karem, Kirim, Beskar. Um, and it's all Star Wars themed, right? Actually, let me see if I can pull up the email real quick. Because that way I won't butcher anything horribly. I'm not saying I won't butcher it. It just won't be as bad. Um, But, so, um, you can pre-order, like, the albums and things now. But, like I said, the digital copy is out today. It's Name Your Price on Bandcamp. So, go out, um, throw them a couple bucks. The track we're going to play is called Cauterized Saber Wound Massacre. I love it. It's a great track. Um, I was super excited because, you know, I saw the promo photo. And at first, you know, when I see see some of these gimmicky stuff, I'm just like, okay, another band with a lightsaber. Because, you know, everybody loves Star Star Wars. I get it. And then I hear the track. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is good. Like, this is real good. It is. And then, like, the other uh, um, track titles, like Planetary Enslavement. Compulsion to disintegrate, digested over a thousand years. <laughs> thousand years, yeah. yeah. Like, like you, you, you gotta love this kind of stuff, right? So, um, everybody, check them out. It's SBD. Oh shit! Hang on, SBDC Records. slash album slash KYR hyphen AM hyphen Beskar. B-E-S-K-A-R hyphen E-P. Um, that's a lot. 
hopefully maybe we'll remember to put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that, that track this week, and that kind of concludes my, you know, listening things, but for other stuff, um, I renewed my vinyl club subscription for Metallica. Oh, right on. You know, it started in 2020. It concluded like mid 2021, um, because, you know, COVID and everything just went to hell. Um, but they're like, you know what, we're going to try again. And so you could renew or I guess, you know, re resubscribe up through the 31st of last year, December 31st. And I did. And now it's going to be 12 inch singles for throughout the year. And I'm super excited because it's um, 12 inch single means bigger art. And, you know, as I talked, every time I got one of these singles, the art is what I was in it for. The art was amazing. You know, Metallica's always had a really strong art game. So now we're talking four albums with more space for more art. And I'm excited about that. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So you ever watch a TV show and have them try to reference something metal and be like, oh, that was cute. But okay. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I was watching Cobra Kai and I have to give them a double high five, right? Because Cobra Kai is the series that YouTube started that basically picks up like 40, 30, 40 years after the All Valley Tournament, you know, in 1984. Okay. Um, and it's the continuation of the Karate Kid, right? And you've got Johnny and, um, and and Daniel, you know, LaRusso just kind of going at it again. Um, but it they're they're adults now and it's it's different dynamic and it's really been fun. And so this is like season four, and I think there's a fifth season, and I, I really hope that they call it there. Like they've done mm-hmm. a great job building this up. I think they need to have season five and call it. But they had this one character who is um like living in his sister's house. And he, he's, you know, they have this scene where he's like making his coffee and he's in this robe. And, you know, you know, the character was like literally like delivering water. So you're like, wow, how's he in this house? You know, and that's when he walks outside and the neighbor's yelling at him. He's like, your sister doesn't even want you living here. You know, and um, the neighbor starts, he's like, listen, you know, if you're going to blast your Metallica at three in the morning, he's like, oh, no, no, that wasn't Metallica. That was Exodus Bonded by Blood. But you know, oh, 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 he's yes. like, but if you're not a fan of the genre, I can understand where you'd be confused. I was in <laughs> tears. I was in tears. I'm like, wow. Like that was, I mean, it's not even like they said like, oh, it's fabulous disaster or something that was like, you know, had the toxic waltz. Like they went back bonded by blood, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh, that was good. Right. So major props to Cobra Kai. That's a fantastic scene. Um, so you ever, you ever think, wow, Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee, I wish they'd make a TV series about that. Uh, no, well, I've never, I've never said that. Don't but. worry, you should because your wish would be granted. Okay. On February second, Pam and Tommy starts. Oh God, okay. Yeah, I don't know what to expect, but apparently it's supposed to. I I, I think the whole goal is to basically cover like the um, the engagement, the marriage, and the sex tape. Like that seems to be what they want to talk about. I'm like. Uh, the sex tape's been on the internet for how many years? Do we really need a series about it? But 
you know, that's what we're going to do. I swear, I swear he just married her just to stick it to Heather Locklear. Well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah especially they, just the way that was timed. Yeah, because they, they split, and then right after that, instantly you're marrying what most, like a lot of guys all over the world were calling the most beautiful woman at, at, in the world at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, okay. like, think about it. You're already, uh, you were married to Heather Locklear, and she was, at the time, considered probably the most beautiful woman in the world, right? So, oh, right up there, yeah. How, how are you going to do any better than that? Well, you're Tommy Lee. Apparently, you can. So, right. I mean, I'll high-five him for that, but do we really need a TV show for it? I don't Not so. really, no. You no, know. not really. But... Um, we've, we've got that coming up. So of course, well, you know, we'll suffer through it and watch it and talk about it here. That's what we'll do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Last but not least, Snowy, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. It is available, a digital purchase. It's not streaming anywhere yet. DVD comes out February 2nd, I think, or February 3rd, somewhere there. Um, but dudes, uh, might actually might be February 1st. Now I'm thinking about it, but, uh, it's February, early February, very early February. Um, I've watched it two or three times already. Um, it's fantastic. It's the Ghostbusters movie that I have been wanting for a long time and nothing against one with the girls. Everybody gave them shit. I like that one. Um, I especially love how Thor was the comedy relief in there. Right, you know, I was I was honestly really impressed with how funny he could be, um, but you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife, everything I wanted to see in a Ghostbusters sequel was there, and that's all I'm going to say until you've had a chance to see it, and then we'll talk about it. I have so many wonderful lines I want to quote to you, but I <laughs> I refuse to spoil anything. Right and, until we can laugh about it and cry together, because it's going to be course. hysterical. We're just going to be in of tears course. laughing. It's yeah, yeah. No, I'm kicking myself that we never made it to the theater, but that's just kind of the times that we're living in. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? But no, man, that's, that's it. it. That's what it. do you got, brother? Okay. Well, for myself, my metal fix this week. I also was getting the notifications. Lately, but it was from Decibel Magazine. It was Decibel Magazine saying, hey, 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 your subscription's running out here. So you want to get on this and resubscribe and all that? So, okay, yeah, yeah, I will, I will. But before before I did that, the what I know to be being up here in Canada and with, like, well, I imagine the mail with everything once again going on in the world is probably not... Um, not the best thing and all that. So what I know to be the um, latest issue is issue 207. Okay. And they have their top uh, this, this, this month. Okay. They have their top 40 albums of 2001. We'll get into that a little bit deeper in today's episode, but the cover Okay, you're going to find this interesting because you were gushing over the Blood Moon album from oh, yes. Converge and Chelsea Wolf. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know how many times we've said and we've put Decibel over 
for putting like the lesser known band on the cover, you know, because it's just something that they really dig and it's a kick-ass new record and all that. So yeah, it was really cool to see that. And I, I haven't given Blood Moon a proper listen yet, but I know Converge is awesome. I know Chelsea, I almost said Chelsea Green, the wrestler. <laughs> Chelsea <Close> Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I know she's she's a fantastic artist and just flipping flipping through this month's really it's all well it's it, it it's always a party with with decibel they have the tribute to eric grief who passed away late last year of course he was the manager and holding and uh holder of the estate of chuck chuck schulander from uh death oh wow yeah yeah i remember we had something to do with eric last year and just kind of Flipping through here and once again, seeing some artists that we've already played and that we've dealt with in the past and all that, because that seems to be kind of the way it works with that, okay? We kind of have to give out our apologies to Morgul Blade, the Philadelphia traditional metal band that we recently had in one of our indie spotlights. Yeah. I don't know where I got my information from, but that record that we played is actually available on No Remorse Records. Oh, wow. Rock on. Yeah, I just found that out a couple days ago. So I'm like, holy shit, what the hell happened there? Like, okay, that's the worst thing I did. That's not too bad. Yeah, it could be way worse. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been. Nobody died. We're good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, you, dude, you're gonna want to hit the, uh, you're gonna want to hit the newsstands and grab the new one just for the cover story, at very least. At the very least, as well. Um, before I get into some cool stuff that came across my desk, and I can't believe I missed this back in December, but early last month and we've recently played a cool track from uh, florida death metal pioneers massacre we played they re-released one of their older demos from back in the day and we played a track off of that as well with that they put out a new ep as well called ancient evil two two just two songs paying tribute to Necrophagia's Killjoy, who unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. Very, very influential and just one of those missed opportunities. One of my biggest regrets here on Radioactive Metal is we've never had Killjoy on the show. To pay tribute to Killjoy, Massacre um, did a couple tracks. A cover of, of Necrophagia's Ancient Slumber really really awesome tune from that classic season of the dead record as well they do a cover of mantis's evil dead rock on you can kind of see the um yeah it's dedicated to killjoy but these songs both are involving you know or inspired from the evil dead movie of course, this this version though is Mantis's. Mantis would go on to turn into the band Death, and they would re-record 
that track. So it's actually like a really cool little seven incher that you know I was just listening. I was just doing the the streaming thing, but I definitely need a a physical copy of this very very soon. Really cool record across my desk. A Vancouver traditional metal band made their self-titled debut record with, uh, they're called Mall. Mall with an E, not shopping mall. But, you know, when you piss off your dog and he ends up mauling your face off. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's Vancouver's Mall, their self-titled debut record available now with on uh, gates gates of hell records and i i dig this stuff yeah it's it, it's 2022 now but there are so many awesome bands that wear their 80s early early 80s like traditional metal maybe some new new wave of british heavy metal like they wear that influence on their sleeve and you can hear it and you absolutely love it. So I want to yeah. get into a track from a mall. That should just about do it because I want to hear everyone. Uh, I want everyone to hear this uh, Ecryptus band. So why don't you give it a kick-ass intro? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we now take you from the Metal Fix into Ecryptus. Damn it, I'm already screwing up because I can't find the track name. I don't want to screw it up here. Hang on. Okay. Encryptus Cauterized Saber Wound Massacre.
part of the awesome new issue of Disciple Magazine. Of course, every month they have their flexi disc. When uh, when I re up, I'm going to have to make sure to get the package that um, that um, comes with that. Well, this month is Portrayal of Guilt. They've actually had a really wicked year with two albums and a seven inch release. Well, that's um, going back to their We Are Always Alone album that kicked off 2021 with Unethnetized. And before that, that was the aforementioned Mall. Okay, now I'm not really too sure exactly what the um, the single on that album is, the song that they kind of want to promote. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. But as I was given that record a spin, and I saw the song and heard the song Red, Red Sonia, it's like, oh, that's the one I'm playing. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I got definitely have to play that song. So that was, yes, that was the now mighty mall, Vancouver's Mall. Great stuff, great stuff. Check it out. All of this awesome stuff available now. Run, run, don't walk to your record shop and grab it. Run, don't walk to your local newsstand as well. To grab the amazing Disciple magazine this month. And once again, perhaps maybe you're tuning in for the first time and you're going, What the fuck are these guys? What do you mean, Disciple? It's Decibel. What are these guys, morons and all that? Well, no, it's kind of a long standing joke here on the show where a former co hostess of ours inadvertently referred to it as Disciple. And we just haven't letting her forgot about it. So, yeah, yeah. So, henceforth, whenever you hear us say decibel, what we really mean is decibel. And with decibel, around this time of year, they have their top 40 albums from that past year. And I've got it right here. I've got the magazine in my hot little fist. And I know you've got the list yourself up and rocking and rolling and going through the list there there kind of were some surprises okay there were some some records that maybe i thought would have been a little higher okay and some some uh that actually i was kind of surprised to see all together the the it it kicks off at number 40 of course with rivers of nile of neil However, that's pronounced, and I know you—that's a band that you really dug this past year. Yeah, with yeah. the record, the work that came across my desk as well. For some reason, I never—we um, never made one of their songs, you know, on to the show. Something a little surprising, and not not just because you know it's like oh well, look, you know they suck. Why would they be on? But enforced their new record, Kill Grid. You know yeah. they've kind of got that good crossover thrash. Okay, great band, but I'm actually kind of surprised that it made it within the top forty. And it's 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 this 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 list is compiled 
by the list by their um, by their writers. You know, I guess every writer has so many choices, and then they all kind of tallied up whoever had the most and all that, just to kind of make it fair. Ruins of Beverest at 33. I'm glad to see, like, basically that one-man solo project. It's been around for quite a while. It's good to see they're still doing it. Um, number 30, Vancouver's uh, Arch Spire. Okay, like, we've had them on the show. Really great Canadian tech death. Great, great stuff, great stuff. Have them on again. Number 28 probably should have been a lot higher, but the new Exodus record. I am so glad you pointed that out. Because that's a fantastic record. But, yeah, I'm like, wow, only 28? I Mm -hmm. I would have thought it would have been, like, top 10, top 20. At least, at the very least. Uh, But, I mean, you know, just looking at this list, it was really a great year for metal. Mm-hmm. It really was. Like, there's so many great records. This is what we talked about on the uh, Rammies episode. Is just where where do we pick? How do how do we you know <laughs> break these things out? So, I I can't believe they they were able to just you know pin it down to forty. So yeah, yeah, oh. I, I agree. Though Exodus, I thought would have been higher. For sure, for sure. Um, rud- rudimentary penai or peony, however that is pronounced um there they actually go back a long ways i didn't even know that they did anything because they've been kind of out of the game for for the while the longest time but i knew they had a following many many moons ago it's good to see them uh we were blown away with the Stormkeep record tales of other time we played that great great stuff great stuff the the latest great gate creeper at 21 with an unexpected reality good stuff cannibal corpse violence unimagined number 20 okay not surprising here okay and just i just want to take a couple seconds out just to put cannibal corpse over just they've been doing it for so long and they've still they've maintained they've maintained that top dog spot in death metal oh yeah Okay, because they came out the same time as Obituary, as Morbid Angel, as Deicide. Deicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just so many of those awesome bands, and a lot of them, in terms of you know popularity and all that, they've kind of fallen to the wayside, or they split up, changed directions, or whatever. Cannibal has just been consistent. Yeah, you know, for the more than thirty years. Now. They're they're like the Megadeth of death metal. Oh, definitely. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hearing lots of really good stuff from uh, Cerebral Rot, their Excretion of Mortality record on 20 bucks spin. I'm glad to see lots of success. That band and label deserve it. Um, Linguia Ignota. Okay, that's definitely a artist. She's, she's definitely outside the box when it comes to... Uh, to what decibel would normally play and all that like she's kind of this 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 christian bizarro music at the very least very very atmospheric very different but she seems to have i i I don't i don't know how but every once in a while there will be that female artist that just kind of comes down like like a chelsea chelsea wolf almost said chelsea green again okay 
back when we were kids or younger at least and there were so many great metal that were there were so many underground metal fans that just took to Kate Bush yeah for some for I don't know why <laughs> okay but for some reason and I kind of get that same idea with Ignota and and metal fans nice, nice to see Canadian thrashers fucked up at number 11 great stuff we played um wolves in the throne room their primordial arcana at number 10 that that was a pleasant surprise and really glad to see it maiden's jinjitsu oh yeah okay i was was happy to see that on there Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure for sure we played the lap of of murmur at number eight that converge record i gotta yep. give that a shot like i said last episode number six the hooded menace the tritonous bell record could have been a runner-up a bridesmaid for a, just a number of uh of uh categories for our Rammy Awards. And finally, the top spot. This actually is not surprising, but Carcasses, Torn Arteries. Oh, yeah. Not not surprising. Not really at all. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't have that yet. It's on, oh, dude, great record. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I have given it a spin yeah. you know, on, online and all that. I know of what we speak, but... Yeah, it's just something that I just haven't got to owning like the physical copy just yet. And I'll never forget, one of my all-time favorite shows is when I managed to catch Carcass live. When we made, when Radioactive Metal and the Warren Music Shop, we made our way out to the Noctis Festival in Calgary. Yeah. And they were headlining and it's like, okay, this is the only way that I'm going to be able to see carcasses i'm gonna have to go to them <laughs> you know, oh yeah like, carcass just are not coming to winnipeg you know so i'm so glad to make the trip with so, that so yeah here's here's the only my, my only criticism of this list gojira is not on there uh yeah that's when you mentioned that that is kind of surprising yeah they might be i don't know considered a little more mainstream but no no more mainstream than exodus or maiden or maiden yeah especially especially maiden yeah that's actually kind of a surprise because even though they are building a stronger following there is there's still got it going on within the underground and it's a fantastic record Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to make you feel old now. I, I think you mean older. Older. I, I like, older. Yeah. <laughs> because just recently, as the year started to wind down, as a matter of fact, it was just a couple more, a couple of days before New Year's Eve is your birthday, right? Yep. And you turned the big five oh. Sure did. Yeah, yeah, and I turned the big five zero in May of last year. No, no, shit, seventy one. Yeah, so it would have yeah, been. It's just yeah, past yeah. May. Yeah. Okay, I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So yeah, we're the same age. You're just older. We're we're, we're the big five zero. Yeah, yeah, and so that kind of gave me 
the idea of maybe jumping back into the Wayback Machine and checking out everything that was going on 50 years ago this year, 1972 in the world of heavy music. Well, you know what's awesome about this is from now to eternity, we can just every year have a 50-year episode year. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, something that... Something will always be 50. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, for sure, for sure. So we've definitely, yeah. We, we are covered for topics for the next... Uh, for the all the years combined, like hence, henceforth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Doesn't yeah. make me feel old though. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the newly formed bands of 1972, and I gotta say, like, oh wow, I feel old. Just look, look at the bands that were like forming in 1972. I'm like, wow, wow. Um, Sirith Ungal for one. Mm-hmm. You yeah, talk sorry, about I, them I, all the I, time. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of conk, conked out there. You're you're getting into bands that formed. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's, Newly it's, formed bands, 1972. And I'm looking at this list. I'm like, geez. And because we talk about Sirith Ungal on this show all the time, I, yeah, not once did I put that. together that they are a 50 year old band. No, no, because they didn't. They went. A good 10 years, okay, before they really started to get traction. It wasn't till the early 80s where, you know, they started to become somewhat of a name with, within the music industry. And yeah. even then, even then, it was the, uh, the, uh, the underground metal scene. Uh, you know, like we said on the show before, when we had Kira Thungal on the show, they got their first break for the lack of a better term, with the uh, Metal Massacre series, that yeah. first episode, or for the first edition, and all that. And they've, I just remember all throughout the, um, all throughout the the mid to late 80s, just seeing the Kirith Ungal albums on, 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 on the record stands, looking like right out of a Conan comic. Or something, and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I can definitely get behind this, yeah. And it's great, it's great that Ungal are still around, still killing it. And yeah. here's here's to another here's to another fifty years of Kirith Ungal. Well, here's the other crazy thing: Twisted Sister, <laughs> and that goes at they're in the same they're in the same boat as Kirith Ungal as well. They yeah. started early seventies, okay. <clears throat> Never really, you know, they did 10 years, okay? And I read the Twisted Sister biographies and all that where they've talked about those 10 years of just playing clubs, all living together in the same tiny rooms and all that, and never giving up the faith. And it, it like I said, it, it took a good 10 years before they started to make any any headway you look at a picture of Twisted Sister from the early 70s, okay, you would never say, oh, there's D and the boys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because they look totally different. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, there was even, I remember even seeing some afros. 
yeah and all, and all, and all that and it's like oh, okay that's a de- definition that's that that's a new twist on hair metal for sure oh, yeah <laughs> well and then also van halen i i you know i i I still struggle that their debut album came out at the end of the 70s because I've mm-hmm. always associated them as a 1980s act, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have never called 72, especially since like Kiss was just getting ready to put out their first album. I honestly, Kiss was for me around the same time. Now yeah. I'm thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Now this, this Van Halen. Okay, they would have been back then. They were going under the name Mammoth. And that might have been even okay because I think I think their first when did Van Halen's first record came out? Come out seventy seven. Oh no, maybe it was seventy seven. Yeah, no, because yeah, it, it had to have been earlier. Okay, because now I gotta look because I feel. I old. yeah, I discovered Van Halen with the 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 Diver Down album. Okay, I think it was Diver Down. Yeah. Hang on here. I remember hearing Unchained from the record before that on the radio. Okay. As, as well. Van Halen 178, Van Halen 279. Okay. And yeah. then Yeah, okay, but that 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 was when people were buying records, like yeah. a lot of them. So artists were putting out albums every year in the early 70s and throughout the 70s sometimes two albums a year just because the demand was there so the record company is like okay your last record just went through the roof let's get you another one out there well that's what kiss was doing yeah kiss put on them every six months for the first um what Mm -hmm. two or three years easy you know that's how they get that's how those bands got such an extensive back catalog no because yeah you know you know there was such an emphasis on uh on putting them out so back then yeah van halen was mammoth and they were doing uh backyard shows in los angeles and all that and i i i those are hell those are those are, are amazing like bands playing just like I've I've been to gigs with bands playing at um, at the local skate skate parks fest like skate and and local punk festivals and all that. I've been to garage shows where I don't know I don't know how the cops were never called and all that. But yeah, <laughs> I've been I've I've been to shows. Okay, basement shows are one thing. You keep the doors closed. You can contain the sound and all that. When you're playing in your garage and you've got four or five bands playing all night and the cops aren't called, like you know, you got some cool neighbors. It was a different era, dude. Oh, like, back then for sure. I yeah. mean, if you just think of, of sheer population, <clears throat> you know, like yeah, like there were some neighborhoods where people were close. They're nowhere near as close as where I am in this neighborhood. You know, because you, and you're not doing this in a city. Right. right. You definitely got to be in the suburbs for it. But just people tolerated more shit, you know, and, and a lot of the neighbors that would tolerate it would be like, well, I know where they're at and nobody's soaping my house right now. So it's good. 
And if my house does get soaked, I know exactly where to go first. So they're going to make sure it doesn't get soaked, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, dude. And <clears throat> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the neighbors, okay, were at the mammoth show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I, and that's kind of one of the things, like, if, like the the people that that's bragging rights for the people that saw those early mammoth shows in the Los Angeles backyards and all that, they have stories to tell. Oh yeah. Okay. Imagine like, and we've all played this game. Hey, what was your first concert? Yeah. You know, imagine someone, you know, maybe about 10 years older than us saying, yeah, well I saw this band. They were called mammoth then, but they went on to become Van Halen. And I saw them in my neighbor Susie's backyard. Like, uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought I saw some kick-ass shows, but that's that is definitely some history. The band Gordy. Okay. Yeah. I I never I only knew of them after ACDC recruited Brian Johnson. And all that, but they've um, that that that's how they came to my attention. It's like, oh, new vocalist X Gordy and all that. Well, who the hell is that? You know, and I guess I just never um, never made it to actually finding out. That's probably because you can't listen to everyone. I know I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Okay, would you be familiar with Petra? It's you so funny you mentioned that because I saw Petra. I'm like, is this the same Petra I'm thinking of? I'm like, oh, dude, now I really feel old. <laughs> and I didn't realize that Petra's a 50-year-old band. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear of Petra until like a friend of mine. Okay, and if anyone's wondering, they're a Christian rock band. Yep. Right. Very famous in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, they, oh, man. I, I had one of their albums. Um, it, it was heavier. It was it was heavier. It was it was, it was good, but I, they I feel like they had a famous song, but I can't think of what it was. Yeah, to save my life yeah. at this point. No, I've I don't even remember seeing Petra albums on the record stands. Oh, okay, no, no. You maybe, had to find these at Christian bookstores. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I just I just had a friend, okay, who had a couple of their albums. I'm like, well, who the hell is this? I, and he knew that, okay, you listen to all that Venom and Merciful Fate stuff and all that. So you probably wouldn't know who Petra is. And I'm like, no, I don't. Who Who is it? And I said, he said, well, it's this, it's this Christian rock band. And I'm like, okay, well, let's hear it. Like, you know, don't, don't, don't categorize me just because i enjoy extreme metal and all that that doesn't mean i'm not open-minded you know and while it didn't exactly blow me away i'm like okay i I can understand how people got into this and then you know how it's just it's weird how you don't notice things but the second that you do all of a sudden things kind of fall into place yeah you know and now all of a sudden you're finally you're seeing it more and more often I started learning a thing or two about about Petra and on. It's like this band is huge. 
Yeah. But, you know, it's pr- probably not a lot of secular fans, like, know who they are. Well, okay, and I, I finally, I did find their big album, More Power To You. Okay. And it, it, it would be recognizable to a lot of people because the album looks like a Star Speeder or the Buck Rogers ship. Or, or oh, actually, okay. probably more like a snow speeder, right? But it it was somewhere between Buck Rogers and Star Wars, and but All it was right. a guitar kind of shape at the same time. So it was a guitar kind of made into a spaceship, and I I know I had this album because I'm I'm looking at the the track list. I can still sing every one of these songs. Uh. They're, they're good songs. <laughs> like rose colored stained glass windows were actually one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Um, that, was, that was a real good one. But then More Power To You was probably probably like the hit, I would say, from this one. But um, yeah, yeah, that was like, I, wow. You know, to think All that right. Petra was formed in 1972, I'm like, whew, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I certainly did not know that. Would you, would, would you say that, um, like, the Christian rock bands and, and Christian artists, they do so well live because the fact that, like, you, you okay, even even Christian extreme metal bands pack every show in because I swear, okay, that Christians will go see any Christian artist to be supportive and all that. I wouldn't you, say you think- any Christian artist. Um, because, uh, you, I, I think, I, I think what happens is there's a lot of people who like metal, right? Right. And there's a lot of people who will go see anything metal, um, because they want to hear a metal band. And if your mom won't take you to Slayer, but would take you to insert, you know, Christian metal band here, you'll go. Right. Oh, you know, for sure. You'll go. It it may not may not be what you want, but like at least it's not uh, insert pop band here. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I can get behind that. I can get yeah, behind that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's part of it. Now, I will say that like um, contemporary Christian, there's there's some killer songwriting and killer guitar players in the contemporary Christian world right now. Um, oh, I. I can't think of the guy's name, and it's going to drive me crazy. There's two two different guys, and we um when when we were doing a contemporary Christian service for the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania when I was still up there, and just let that sink in, everybody. Right, a Catholic Church doing a contemporary Christian service that doesn't happen, right? But um. The, the one guy who was older than me, um, actually, I think he was 50 at the time. Now that I say that, but um, he's like, yeah, he's like, I love this music. I'm a big fan. I don't see why we can't bring him to church. I'm like, all right, let's figure this out. And um, so we, we did that. And I don't know if it's still going on. I hope it is. But um, yeah, Chris Tomlin, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, all right. Great, great artist. And it's... Man, it's it's not like this stuff was, right? So here was my beef with 99% of the Christian artists at the time in the 80s, right? So 
the 80s in general were figuring out synthesizers, digital music, all that sort of stuff. So there, if you go back and listen to the 80s, there are times where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a little cheesy because it was people figuring out this new technology and they didn't know what to do with it yet. Right. Um, but sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, like it's it's like a it's it's an endearing cheesy. It's kind of charming. You know, oh, girls, they want to have fun, you know, <laughs> like you can get behind that. But take that cheese and turn it up to 11. And that was every contemporary Christian album of the 80s. It just the sound was just so just blech. like like it was just so so mellow i don't i i, I can't even describe it but it it just turned my stomach cuz it was cuz i mean i wanted to listen to kiss i wanted to listen to twisted sister i wanted to listen to to led zeppelin i wanted to listen to something with with um for lack of a better term you know what no, I, I can think about it. Something with some octane, something with some bite to it, right? And it was just so... Okay, here, here's a way to describe it. I wanted to listen to like these, these heavy, hard-driving rock bands, right? Give me an Aerosmith, an ACDC, a Kiss, Led Zeppelin, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And every Christian band of the 80s to me... Sounded like the guy in Animal House sitting on the stairs with a guitar, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I gave my love a cherry that had no stone. It, that That's what they all sounded like to me. It was that, you know? <clears throat> so, uh-huh. yeah. But this one album by Petra, great album. I played it a lot. Yeah. Because again, uh, like if there was like, you know, metal and rock that my, you know, parents would approve of. But honestly, it wasn't my parents. It was my friend's parents. Because you know, we've had this discussion where my parents were pretty cool about this stuff. Well, you that's know? good. That's good. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's the same with mine. I grew up in a religious household and a military household and all that. But um, yeah, mom, 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 mom and dad. Well, not my dad didn't really care about anything that I did, really. But. But my mom knew, okay, Venom, Slayer, these are bands that have those lyrics and all that. But she also knew, like, this is just teenage crap. You know, like, she really didn't get too 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 worried about it. She probably would have been over the moon, though, if I did, outside of trouble, okay, if I did um, bring more Christian hard rock and metal in into the house i just i just wasn't exposed to a lot of it i remember that since we're bringing it up i remember telling my mom one time all about trouble okay and i went downstairs and i grabbed this what became the psalm 9 record years later and i showed it to her and i put it on i left it upstairs in the living room okay (laughs) the next day I came home from school. Mama had that trouble record on um, on on the stereo in the living room. I couldn't believe it. That's pretty funny. And it's just yeah, and it was all just because it was Christian. That's it, and that's that was good enough for me. You know, okay, yeah, you're not. I'll sit and listen to this with you. And it didn't happen very often, so I jumped on it every chance that I could. And of course, as we got older. 
mom and dad were able to let their hair down some, you know, to the, the point where, you know, once we're adults, have kids of our own, you know, they actually became pretty cool people. Mom was getting tattoos and going to ACDC concerts with me. Yeah. And all that. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, memories, memories. I Honestly, I didn't think, like, when I woke up this morning, I had a fair idea what we were going to be talking about today. I didn't think our Christian metal memories nope. <laughs> were going to come in. But that, Couldn't have called that, this one. That's the beauty of the show. Sometimes we don't know what we're going to say next. It's hard to believe some key albums in 1972 are 50 years old already. Starting with the classic, the classic Machine Heads, or uh, Deep Purple's Machine Head. Okay, and apparently, like, that was record number six for Deep Purple by the time Smoke on the Water came around. That's crazy. <laughs> you really think about it, okay? And that, that's, that's just a timeless, absolutely timeless album, okay? And just, okay, not only just because of Smoke on the Water, but Highway Stars, Space Trucking. yeah. <clears throat> like these are all absolute classics and and smoke on the water itself okay the story behind it okay you know the 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 festival in montro and all that and the fire that happened and i'm not yeah. going to get in, in, in into it and all that that <clears throat> that is stuff of legend now and then it it became a song with just about the most memorable riff. Oh, yeah. Every, every young guitarist that when they first picked up All of the them. guitar, it was those riffs. It was, you know, that's the song they all kind of started with. If you and can't play any of them on guitar, you can play Smoke in the Water. Like, I, right. I promise you, somebody will pick <laughs> it up it. and figure that out. That's right, but definitely. Let's talk about Highway Star for a minute. That okay. was the blueprint for hard rock and and metal going forward, right? Like it's up there, yeah. That was that that was the goal. Like like when you think about just um nobody's gonna drive my car, you know, just the speed, the energy, and that so that boy do 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 like like they that really kind of set the bar to give us Van Halen mm-hmm. right because you know you uh, imagine a young Yeti starting his his band picking up highway star being like huh all right I can do better you know <laughs> and you know that's what he was saying he was a kind oh, yeah. of a gun yeah but he 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 had the chops to back it up oh, yes he did yes he for did for sure but yeah yeah, that's yeah. crazy that that is 50 years old now. To the, yeah, and, you know, there are bands, a band, Machine Head, okay, and they've they've gone on to uh, make their own niche in the metal world, and so much that you do kind of forget, like, the band, that, that band, okay, was named after that classic album that kind of leaves your head, like, when you're listening to Machine Head themselves, and all that you kind of need a reminder 
Alice Cooper. School's back out then. forever. As well, wow, the, the School's Out album, record number five. And it's only 1972. <laughs> you know, and of course that gave us that classic title track, School's yeah. Out. That song you played every last day of school growing oh, up yeah. as you're as you're getting ready and you're putting your your you know you're getting your shit together i can't wait to get the fuck out of school it's summertime and all that you're playing that song yes and <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fantastic but let's not forget about gutter cats versus the jets uh, oh, geez. Just off oh, the top. Oh, come on. Like, oh, I have, I have the record. West Side oh, Story. This is where Wayne, right, you're a right. jet. Okay. You're a jet all the way from right. your first cigarette to your to last, last dying, dying day. day. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brain <clears throat> fart. Brain fart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was the fun thing about that album, right? It's because, you know, I'm discovering this as... You know, a, a young kid figuring out rock and metal as I'm learning bass guitar and I'm in high school and we're talking about, oh, well, let's talk about, you know, West Side Story. It was a famous musical and here's why. And then, you know, they, they play the, the song, The Jets. I'm like, oh, OK, Alice Cooper. So it was something that that, you know, I could take back to my choral teacher and him being, you know, smart enough to not be like, no, this isn't what I mean. Be like, yes. Like he, he saw the bridge like, yes. Okay, exactly. This is what we're going for, you know? Yeah. Well, so right on, right on. Makes, make, make, makes me want to pull that record out. Oh, that's a great record. Right on, I right mean, on. just, just the cover is just the old school desk all carved up. Like that's the best yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. I, and with a song like "School's Out," like oh, that's, so that's the perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah def, definitely one of. I, I I don't know if how underrated Black Sabbath Four is. Okay, but when you go over the track listing and the and and the songs and all that, like there's there's some awesome songs on there, but a lot of it isn't stuff when you think of Sabbath. You think paranoid. You think of Iron Man, and if you're like like us, Latter Day Dio stuff. And I'll, one of my all time favorite Sabbath songs is Ian Gillen. You know, with trash, with trashed. You know, like this is all really great stuff. Like Sabbath Four had some amazing stuff, but it just it they it, they're not the titles that first pop out when you think Sabbath. But the track everyone will know from here is super not yeah definitely and and that's like if you didn't know it before you knew it because of um ten thousand homo djs i think was oh, it one thousand um, yeah. or ten thousand ten ten thousand yeah the the trip that's for the younger fans yeah they'll know the the nativity in black yes Tribute yeah albums, which which uh, those were amazing <laughs> okay just because like the the roster like that appeared on on those two two records okay just some yeah. huge names and you could really you 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 could feel the love for sabbath in those records it, well and you know it was a blast about like the 90s and that record in Ten Thousand homo djs being in the record store and by this point i had cut my hair 
but you know i was still very much into you know anything heavy anything alternative like checking stuff out and seeing two real muscle-bound jocks coming in because they wanted to get their nine-inch nails record right they wanted uh-huh. to get their ministry because that was the that was that was the cool stuff for them. Yeah, I'm going to work out to this. Raw, nine-inch nails. Raw, ministry. <laughs> and then they pick up the 10,000 homo DJs. I'm like, what's these faggots? Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there smiling, laughing. I'm like, like, oh, a bunch of homos put this record out. I'm like, yeah. Um, uh, nine-inch nails and ministry together <laughs> put that out. I'm just like, oh wow, you know, and that, and when you think about that, you think about the homophobia that was going on. Like, we we have made progress. I mean, we've still got progress to make. But when I think about that, and how that was like, that was the norm in the '90s, you know, and that's that's not as much the norm now. But um, I just I just had to laugh because I'm like, wow, you really know nothing about the music you claim to enjoy. Oh, for sure. Keep going, you know. And not not much has changed now to this day, okay. Um, and I think we've talked about this on the show, but a lot of fans, a lot of people that were fans of Rage Against the Machine twenty years ago, yeah, are now realizing exactly what they were all about and what they were raging against and all so that. Funny. And they're like, like, oh my god, they were raging against me, and I didn't even know it at the time. Yeah, <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah, they kind of were. They kind of were. We mentioned through the course of this conversation how bands were um, just putting out record after record, sometimes two every year. That was the case with Uriah Heat as well. Uh, May they dropped the uh, the classic Demons and Wizards album of course i guess maybe their one hit believe it or not i don't know how many albums uriah heap have put out over the years we're talking 50 or 60 of them by now but easy living was like their big song and i guess the wizard as well had had its its moment that that'll always be the the classic album in their discography but they followed it up right away in uh november with the musicians the magician's birthday as well and while it wasn't the absolute classic that um that demons and wizards was you know that's probably record number two in terms of uh just in terms of of recognition and sales and all that just those that one year was Uriah Heep's year. You know, like a lot of great music came out, but when you can make two records like that that go down in history, it's like, wow, wow. So if the, if we had the Rammies, if we were doing this back then, yeah. and I guess Radioactive Metal back then would have been a, a, a college show, I guess. Yeah. You know, we would have been going to the same college and doing this. And, and uh it, it would. What would you say? It would be hard, hard, hard pressed not not to call Uriah Heap band of the year in our Rammies, and all and all that. Although you know, a case could definitely be made for Deep Purple as well. Certainly, Machine Head for record of the year. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can you know, agree and with I'm that. sure schools out. 
uh, as well would would be the runner up. I I I never knew. Okay, that Steppenwolf actually because a lot of like like Steppenwolf's like like Born to Be Wild and Magic Mustache Ride that I call it, and and you know and, and all that. <laughs> okay, Those, I've never heard it called that. So. You, you've never heard that. Nope. That, oh, okay. is, oh, okay. I was today years old when I first heard that. Okay, okay, well, okay. The the song Ma- "Magic Carpet Ride" it gets played oh, on the yeah. radio all the time. I like to dream, right between my sound machine. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's always on the radio, and I'm I'm kind of a smart ass. No, yeah. no, you no. Word has it, and when I'm when when I'm singing along the songs, okay, and I'm I don't know if I've told this story on the air before or whatever but um i'm this the the song comes on i'm kind of a smart ass i'm at work it comes on the radio and i have a female co-worker okay <laughs> well i'm kind of known for changing song lyrics as um i'm singing along beach boys i wish they all could be manitoba girls <laughs> Okay, like, goes. that's that's well, that to me, that's you know, living it up in the hotel Manitoba. Okay, hey, hailing from from Manitoba, I like to change these songs. Well, Magic Carpet Ride comes on, and I'm singing along. Why don't you come with me, little girl, on a magic mustache ride? Well, my coworker, my my cohort, hears that, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I, I can't believe you just said that. Oh my god! I'm like, uh, okay, we've been working together ten years now. Have we met? I know. It's like that's that's what you're freaking out about. That's, that's you. You're only catching up to me now. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's actually you. You don't think just how old those classic songs are. Yeah. Okay, because you kind of grow up with them, so you kind of get the feeling that, yeah, they're classic rock. You hear them on the classic rock stations, but 77, maybe? Yeah. 78? No, no, no. Like, those, they go back. I yeah, that, Steppenwolf was in the 60s. Yeah, right? like the super late 60s, because apparently... They broke up in 72 for a couple of years. That blows re- my mind. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, really? Yeah. This is the same thing with MC5. They must have broke up right after Kick Out the Jams. Yeah, but they kind of needed to, to kind of set the bar for what punk rock needed to be. Like they, they needed to come together, hit it hard and heavy, and then blow up. Like like self destruct, you know that they they almost had to to set the example, <laughs> you know. Right. Because because had they kept going, would it would would we have had the punk rock that we had, you know? Probably probably not. Probably not. Like the Sex Pistols get credited for starting punk and all that, but like who who inspired the Sex Pistols? I'm I, sure it was personally. But you know, but I mean, there's arguments to be made for television in what Richard Hell was doing. So I mean, there's a lot of things happening at the same time there. You know, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, with MC5 though, don't they kind of predate everyone? Well, absolutely. And that's the thing is like they're kind of the blueprint, right? Like that's the blueprint for oh, we could do this, you know. And it, because like especially like if you listen to Ramon's record, right? Mm-hmm. Like and and they've they've said they're like we loved the rock and roll of the fifties and sixties, right? They they grew up on Chuck Berry, on Elvis. They grew up on the Ronettes and and all this stuff, right? And that early rock and roll was pretty raw. It was pretty stripped down. But by the time you get to the mid seventies, I mean, like the stuff we're listening to here, like in seventy two still wasn't what we had by, you know, 75, like these massive arena rock bands with these insane, huge, massive arrangements and these, like, like everything was the Ronnie Spector wall of sound by that point, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have these sparse albums anymore. And, you know, if you're the Ramones and you're listening to what's happening, but you love... 50s rock and then you put on the mc5 you're like oh what if we do this but we just speed up all the chuck berry songs we like you know right on and that's what we got yeah you know and and it's still going on like like i mean when you think about punk, punk rock really starting to take off in 76 you know 40 some years later it's still going strong and just just keeps mutating you know we get a new variant every day every year. <laughs> i couldn't i'm sorry i couldn't yeah, resist yeah <laughs> on that note i think maybe uh, we should go to some tunes here <laughs> yeah sorry uh, ruin the party around, around around 1972 the toronto rock band war pig there, they had already put their debut self-titled record out, and they were already killing it around the Canadian hard rock and metal scene. From that awesome self-titled record, this is War Pigs with Flag It. <laughs> Please that I can. 
definitely one of the highlights of 2021 was the mighty Craven Idol. Their forked tongue record that was Iron Age of Devastation. And before that, like I said, one of the surprises of 2021, the re return of Rudimentary Peni from their Great War EP that was Path of Glory. Well, my friend, awesome, awesome. We went down memory lane not just a year ago, but 50 years ago yep. shall we say although we uh, we weren't exactly there cog cognizant of it but we were we were there well you would have been about seven months old i was like a couple weeks right <laughs> <laughs> so so we can at least say yeah. that that we were there but much like today we were both still hitting the bottle <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. How how uh, can people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, facebook.com slash radmetal. Um, that's where we update the social pages. If you want to see pictures of stuff, which I was looking at this the other day and we have not updated in a while, so we're going to get on it. But our Instagram is where we typically put pictures of the albums we talk about, you know, the stuff that we score when we're out at the record shops, comic shops, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that is Rad Metal 666. So if you go to um, look for Rad Metal 666 on Instagram, you'll find us there radioactivemetal.org that's the website that's everything that's got all the uh, current episodes back episodes future episodes that sort of stuff obviously we are on iTunes right because iTunes is the OG for podcasting mm -hmm. but the good news is um, much like glitter we're everywhere even when you don't think we're there um, <laughs> that's, that, that's how your wife knows you were at the strip joint that night when exactly. you wake up the next day covered in glitter. Yeah. yeah, that's what you get for waking up in Vegas. Um, <laughs> I love that song. Like, like it's a really, really good tune. Like, you know, um, we, we, we really need to come up with the out of the closet corner where we talk about like the pop songs we like. But uh -huh. um, anyway, so what were we just talking about? Glitter, internet. Oh yeah, Glitter. podcast. So pretty much if you can find a podcast on the internet, we're going to be there. Um, we triple dog dare you to find a podcast um, place that we're not there. And then we quadruple dog dare you to submit us. So that's, that's, right. that's your assignment for this week. Um, you know, scour the internet far and wide. We're everywhere. We're all over the place, right? We are also proud members of the Shining Network. Shining fuck. Shining Wizards Net. Shining Wizards Network. I don't know why that is so hard tonight. <laughs> I'm only drinking Trooper beer. It's not like I'm drinking Dragon's Milk, man. But um, what? the Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Um, it's a whole host of podcasts. A lot of wrestling podcasts. There's this one podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada, where the mm -hmm. host that sounds much like Snowy is crazy. Yeah, good, good looking guy, too. Yeah, yeah, handsome as hell. But, um, you know, so we got that going on, and we're um, thanks to them, we're also on Spotify, right? So if you go to Spotify, you look for the Shining Wizards Network, you will find all their shows there, and you can check us out. So, um, again, pretty much every major podcast platform, we're there. Check us out. Share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies. 
share us with your kindergarten teacher, you know, because really everybody needs more radioactive metal in their life. That's That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Once again, all of this is brought to you by the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee, truecavaltcoffee.com. Check them out there to get us on out of here to bring this crazy train into the station. How about we go out with um, Necrophages? Oh, that's a good one. Their latest record in Chaos Ascend available now. And basically, what Necrophages are ex members of uh, the Death Band and Trails. At one point or another, they all kind of left that band and said, Hey, Con, let's come on, let's do our own stuff. So let's uh, go out with Order of the Lion. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been. An episode half century in the making. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. Oh, no.
Everybody's coming to me. I'm a 